Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the Coptic New Year from uh, the blessed month of Tut, and the gospel today was from Luke chapter 10. And as I mentioned last week, one of the themes of this, the, the new year and the beginning of this month is the love of God the Father to mankind. And the gospel of today, the Lord says at the very beginning, He says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and revealed them to the babes. So we see the love of God the Father by sending the Son to reveal the Son. And He reveals the Son to those who are babes, those who are simple in thought, to those who are humble, to those who are not puffed up in their knowledge of the law. And in the Gospel of today, someone knowledgeable about the law, someone who was puffed up about the law in the Old Testament, came to the Lord that was the, the, the lawyer. And, the, and this lawyer approached the Lord Jesus Christ and asked him, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And the Lord responded, actually, St. Cyril has a very beautiful meditation on why this lawyer was actually very crafty. And he gave many reasons as, as, of, of why this lawyer had very like, bad motives in asking this question. And one of the reasons was, or one of the reasons that St. Cyril says is, look at how the Lord responds to him and doesn't answer his question. And says, he just answered, what is your reading of it? And allowed the lawyer then to, to give the response. But then the, the, the answer was, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So today I'd like to share a few meditations on this verse. What does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind? I'll say why we should love God. Why should we love God? Maybe the people can come sit, like, instead of standing by the door, tell us sit down. Why we love God? We love God, one, because God is creator. God is creator. And God created us out of his immense love. I want you to think for a minute of an artist, a musician, a craftsman, someone who creates things. And you will notice that whatever they produce is a product of their love. And this is even true about even organizations. I was thinking about like the pharmaceutical company I worked for. Why do they produce pharmaceuticals? Because they love helping people and they love money. Yeah. And you can debate which one they love more. But the idea is they do something they create out of love. Anytime someone wants to create something, it is always done out of a love of something, a purpose to do something. An artist creates art out of love. Musicians create music out of love. Although teens might not accept this, parents created children out of love. Parents create children out of love. That's why we love little babies and we kiss. We, parent, we, love, we create children out of love. Because creation requires love. And because creation requires love, the follow-up of this is that the creator, the creator loves his creation. The creator loves his creation. That's why the favorite music of an artist is always 
their music. The favorite art of an artist is always their art. The favorite like composition of an author is always their own work. That's why someone were preparing for the open uh, the community service and the open house day. Someone gave me some writing, and if you give me writing, I'm gonna destroy it. And so this person gave me some writing and said, please don't destroy it. Please don't destroy it. Why? Because everyone loves their, like, their creation. Everyone loves their creation. And I think the corollary is very clear here. Is that God, as the creator, he loves his, his creation. And that's what, uh, that's what, uh, St. John says in his epistle. He says, he, we love him because he first loved us. So now because God loves us so much, because we are his creation, our response is then to, to love him. Think of, like, take a moment and think of someone that supports you. Someone that cares for you. Someone that loves you. Someone who listens to you. Someone who is always lifting you up. Someone who gives you good gifts. You have someone in mind? Hopefully you have someone in mind. Wouldn't it be almost impossible for you to hate that person? How could you possibly hate someone who cares about you so much? How? It's not possible. It would almost be impossible for you to hate someone that is always giving you so much positive, like giving you so much love, giving you so much care. I was thinking about in the Old Testament, in the story of when Esau and Jacob were like, there was some conflict between them. And, and Esau had good right to be upset with his brother because he stole the birthright from him. And Jacob heard that Esau was coming to, to visit with 400 men. That's all he knew. So then Jacob started to, started to plan. And then he started to say, oh, I'm going to divide my, my, my wealth. Some go this way, some go this way. So if he attacks one group, then at least part will go away. But then it says that he started to pray. And then when he started to pray, after he prayed... We see that he, his like mind changed. Actually, like Jacob's mind, he didn't do his original plan. He went to another plan, and I think this plan was actually divine revelation. And what was his plan? His plan was, I'm going to show Esau so much love that when Esau sees the love that I have for him, he will have to forgive me. I'm going to send two hundred camels or sheep or. 200 female goats, 20 male, 200 female sheep, 30 milk camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 males. Allah, what? Why all of this? I'm going to show Esau so much love that when Esau sees all of this love, he is going to forget all the, the tough time, all the drama, all the, the issues that we have, and he will accept me. This was the plan of Jacob. He says, I will appease Esau with the present that goes before me. And afterward, I will see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. The idea here is that someone who shows you so much love, you cannot reject. God has shown us so much love, it would be 
not right for someone to reject that love. It would be impossible for you to reject the love of God. Because God is so gracious and so so gracious and so willing to give us good things. That's why in Matthew chapter 7 it says, For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be open. Or what man is there among you if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent? If you, if you, into being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father? We said the theme is the love of the father. The love of the father who is in heaven give you Good things to those who ask Him. The Father is giving you so many good gifts. Your response is just to, has to be to love God with all your heart, with all your, with all your strength. The sinful woman in John chapter 8, the woman who was caught in adultery, why do you think she loves Jesus? Why do you think she loves Jesus? She saw the immense love of Jesus. She received the gift of mercy. She received the gift of mercy. She saw that Jesus saved her from death. The Lord Jesus Christ covered her. Covered her shame. Covered her nakedness. By saying, woman, where are the accusers of yours? Where, where did they go? Where are all those people that wanted to stone you? And that wanted to judge and condemn you? Where did they go? And then Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. I think when she received this, <sighs> there's no condemnation here. When she felt the love of Christ, then she was able to love, she loved Jesus with all her heart. No, no question. No question. And then Jesus said something very nice after, Go and sin no more. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So he urged her to now become a follower. She, he, the Lord Jesus Christ, urged this sinful woman now to become a follower of Christ. Another reason why we should love God, another reason why we should love God, is that the love of God is like the energy that keeps us alive. It is the love that keeps us moving. It is what gives us hope. And without the love of God, we will lose hope. We will become distressed. We will want to quit in the spiritual life. But it is the love of God. It is like the fuel in the car of the engine. And it causes the engine to run. And that's why St. Paul, in his epistles to Romans, he says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? There is nothing that can separate me from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, shall famine, shall nakedness, shall peril or sword. And then he says, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Everyone, I think, sometimes feels discouraged 
maybe in their spiritual life. But if you have the love of God in you, I'm saying, why should we love God? Because the love of God is a fire in you. It is fuel for you to continue. It is the hope for you to continue. That's why when Jeremiah, like I feel bad for Jeremiah, because every time Jeremiah would speak, people would hate him and say, stop speaking. Stop, we're done. Be quiet. We're done. We don't need you to speak anymore. We don't want to hear you accusing us of all the bad things that we're doing. Be quiet. And even Jeremiah, for a second, he was convinced by this. And said, for a split second, he said, okay, fine. Halas, no one listens to me. It's over. I'm done. I'm going to go pack up my things and leave. And he says, I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more his name. Like, I'm done being a prophet. But the next verse right after says, But his word was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. Means that the love of God in Jeremiah was immovable. So no matter what distress or what persecution or like St. Paul said, what affliction or tribulation or anything could not stop Jeremiah. The train's moving. And it doesn't matter what problems we have or what arguments or it doesn't matter we keep going the love of God keeps us going that's why we should love God why we should love God because we are his creation and because we are his creation he loves us and we should love him in response we should love him because he's a gracious God how can we love God how how that was why now how how can we love God one is to accept the gift of mercy like I was thinking of the sinful woman, you have to accept the gift of mercy. The sinful woman, she could have said, I'm a sinful woman, it's okay, it's okay, and then be angry. And then reject the love of God. You have to accept the love of God, accept the gift of mercy. Number two, we need to evaluate whether, where your treasure is. The theme song or theme verse for Summer Club this year. I'm not going to sing it for you, but the kids can sing it for you after. Is but lay up for yourselves. They failed in summer. Treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. To love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. You need to know where your treasure is. Where is your treasure? I won't, uh, this is long, but in the way of the pilgrim, the book Way of the Pilgrim, he was going to confess, and one of the first things that he says, you should confess about four things. In the book, the way of the pilgrim, he says the number one thing you should confess about, the number one thing you should confess about, should be number one on your list, is that you do not love God. And why do you not love God? And he says many things here. I won't read every one, but he says, if a person loves another, if you have a crush on something, if you... Those thoughts, they like... occupy your mind so much. And he's saying, if those thoughts occupy your mind about if you, how you like someone, or you care for someone, how much more should your thoughts be occupied, or be occupied by God. Then he talks about how in the day, you have 24 hours per day, how God doesn't get any part of your day. If God doesn't get any part of your day, 
how is that loving God with all your heart, with all your soul? In fact, doesn't work. That's not loving. That's not what the command is. So he says that needs to be the number one confession. Needs to be the number one confession. The idea that I want us to have in mind is to be like Olympic athletes. To be like Olympic athletes. Why Olympic athletes? Olympic athletes train their whole life for like two chances to compete. Like if you maybe three, like two or three at most, you know? But they compete and they practice and they live their whole life and they train and they make sacrifices and they don't eat and they don't and they do all of these things. Why? Because they love what they do. They love what they do and they're motivated for a nice gold medal. And that's the same for us. Put your treasure in, in heaven. And that's why the Pauline talks about being a good soldier. It talks about being a farmer. Why does the farmer plant? He wants to eat from the, to eat from the fruit. Right? The soldier doesn't entangle himself with anything else. He has a purpose. To be a soldier. So you need to watch where your treasure is. To love God with all your heart, you need to know where your treasure is. Everyone should ask where their treasure is. The third way, the third reason, or how, the last one, how we can love God is through service. Through service. Because in the gospel today, it said, love God with all your heart. And then it said, at the end, to love your neighbor as your self. How are you going to love the neighbor, your neighbor as yourself? What does that mean? That means service. And actually, after this, the Lord gave one of the most famous parables called the parable of the Good Samaritan. And that is a parable about loving your neighbor. And, and he told the lawyer, he said, go and do likewise. I'll read you a verse from the epistles of St. John on this topic. He says, if someone says, I love God, if someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, Shatrin, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? How can you not, how can you claim to love God with all your heart, all your, and you don't love your neighbor sitting next to you? And then even the, the story of the Good Samaritan speaks of the neighbor, actually not as the person who lives next door to you, actually speaks of the neighbor as a stranger. Speaks of the neighbor as an enemy. Speaks of the neighbor about something, someone you don't know anything about and you would pay for his, like, his medical condition, his, his hospital bills. And the Good Samaritan never interviewed him and said, Sir, uh, thief, uh, or how did you end up here? How did you end up here? Did, was there an interview process to, for the Good Samaritan to give help to the neighbor? I don't see that there was any interview process. He just took him and took him to the end and actually paid for everything for the, without any question. Actually, that's the... That's my reading of the story. Actually, in the Catholic epistle today, it makes this point very clear. 
It says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, what is partiality? Let me interview. Let me see if it fits my criteria of, of health. Then it says, you commit sin. You commit sin. That's why service is very important. Actually, one of the biggest problems I see, like, I think, we have in this culture is greed. Everybody only cares about their own things. And that's actually against the love of God. Against the love of God. So we said three things about how to love God. First, why we love God. We love God because we are His creation. And because we are His creation, He loves us. And then we should love Him. And then, how we can love God, we have to accept the gifts that He has given to us. We need to evaluate where our treasure is. And we need to be occupied with a life of service. A life of service. Our life here is a life of service. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.